part two chapter seven a of the history of the devil this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the history of the devil by daniel defoe part two chapter seven a whether is most hurtful to the world the devil walking about without his cloven foot or the cloven foot walking about without the devil in discussing this most critical distinction of satan's private motions i must as the pulpit gentlemen direct us explain the text and let you know what i mean by several dark expressions in it that i may not be understood to talk as the devil walks in the dark one as to the devil's walking about two his walking without his cloven foot three the cloven foot walking about without the devil now as i study brevity and yet would be understood too you may please to understand me as i understand myself thus one that i must be allowed to suppose the devil really has a full intercourse in and through and about this globe with egress and regress for the carrying on his special affairs when how and where to his majesty in his great wisdom it shall seem meet that sometimes he appears and becomes visible and that like a mastiff without his clog he does not always carry his cloven foot with him this will necessarily bring me to some debate upon the most important question of apparitions hauntings walkings etc whether of satan in human shape or of human creatures in the devil's shape or in any other manner whatsoever two i must also be allowed to tell you that satan has a great deal of wrong done him by the general embracing vulgar errors and that there is a cloven foot oftentimes without a devil or in short that satan is not guilty of all the simple things no or of all the wicked things we charge him with these two heads well settled will fully explain the title of this chapter answer the query mentioned in it and at the same time correspond very well with and give us a farther prospect into the main and original design of this work namely the history of the devil we are so fond of and pleased with the general notion of seeing the devil that i am loath to disoblige my readers so much as calling in question his visibility would do nor is it my business any more than it is his to undeceive them where the belief is so agreeable to them especially since upon the whole tis not one farthing matter either on one side or on the other whether it be so or no or whether the truth of fact be ever discovered or not certain it is whether we see him or no here he is and i make no doubt but he is looking on while i am writing this part of his story whether behind me or at my elbow or over my shoulder is not material to me nor have i once turned my head about to see whether he is there or no for if he be not in the inside i have so mean an opinion of all his extravasated powers that it seems of very little consequence to me what shape he takes up or in what posture he appears nor indeed can i find in all my inquiry that ever the devil appeared qua devil in any of the most dangerous or important of his designs in the world the most of his projects especially of the significant part of them having been carried on another way however as i am satisfied nobody will be pleased if i should dispute the reality of his appearance and the world runs away with it as a received point and that admits no dispute i shall most readily grant the general and give you some account of the particulars history is fruitful of particulars whether invention has supplied them or not 
i will not say where the devil is brought upon the stage in plain and undeniable apparition the story of samuel being raised by the witch of endor i shall leave quite out of my list because there are so many scruples and objections against that story and as i shall not dispute with the scripture so on the other hand i have so much deference for the dignity of the devil as not to determine rashly how far it may be in the power of every old witch woman to call him up whenever she pleases and that he must come whatever the pretence is or whatever business of consequence he may be engaged in as often as tis needful for her to pawa for half a crown or perhaps less than half the money nor will i undertake to tell you till i have talked farther with him about it how far the devil is concerned to discover frauds detect murders reveal secrets and especially to tell where any money is hid and show folks where to find it tis an odd thing that satan should think it of consequence to come and tell us where such a miser hid a strong box or where such an old woman buried her chamber-pot full of money the value of all which is perhaps but a trifle when at the same time he lets so many veins of gold so many unexhausted mines nay mountains of silver as we may depend upon it are hid in the bowels of the earth and which would be so much to the good of whole nations to discover lie still there and never say one word of them to anybody besides how does the devil's doing things so foreign to himself and so out of his way agree with the rest of his character namely showing a kind of a friendly disposition to mankind or doing beneficent things this is so beneath satan's quality and looks so little that i scarce know what to say to it but that which is still more pungent in the case is these things are so out of his road and so foreign to his calling that it shocks our faith in them and seems to clash with all the just notions we have of him and of his business in the world the like is to be said of those little merry turns we bring him in acting with us and upon us upon trifling and simple occasions such as tumbling chairs and stools about house setting pots and vessels bottom upward tossing the glass and crockery ware about without breaking and such like mean foolish things beneath the dignity of the devil who in my opinion is rather employed in setting the world with the bottom upward tumbling kings and crowns about and dashing the nations one against another raising tempests and storms whether at sea or on shore and in a word doing capital mischiefs suitable to his nature and agreeable to his name devil and suited to that circumstance of his condition which i have fully represented in the primitive part of his exiled state but to bring in the devil playing at pushpin with the world or like domitian catching flies that is to say doing nothing to the purpose this is not only deluding ourselves but putting a slur upon the devil himself and i say i shall not dishonour satan so much as to suppose anything in it however as i must have a care to how i take away the proper materials of winter evening frippery and leave the good wives nothing of the devil to fright the children with i shall carry the weighty point no farther no doubt the devil and dr faustus were very intimate i should rob you of a very significant proverb if i should so much as doubt it no doubt the devil showed himself in the glass to that fair lady who looked in it to see where to place her patches but then it should follow too that the devil is an enemy to the ladies wearing patches and that has some difficulties in it which we cannot so easily reconcile but we must tell the story and leave out the consequences but to come to more remarkable things and in which the devil has thought fit to act in a figure more suitable to his dignity and on occasions consistent with himself take the story of the appearance of julius caesar 
or the devil assuming that murdered emperor to the great marcus brutus who notwithstanding all the good things said to justify it was no less than a king-killer and an assassinator which we in our language call by a very good name and peculiar to the english tongue a ruffian the spectre had certainly the appearance of caesar with his wounds bleeding fresh as if he had just received the fatal blow he had reproached him with his ingratitude with a tu brute tu quoque mi fili what thou brutus thou my adopted son now history seems to agree universally not only in the story itself but in the circumstances of it we have only to observe that the devil has certainly power to assume not a human shape only but the shape of julius caesar in particular had brutus been a timorous conscious harried weak-headed wretch had he been under the horror of the guilt and terrified with the dangers that were before him at that time we might suggest that he was overrun with the vapours that the terrors which were upon his mind disordered him that his head was delirious and prepossessed and that his fancy only placed caesar so continually in his eye that it realized him to his imagination and he believed he saw him with many other suggested difficulties to invalidate the story and render the reality of it doubtful but the contrary to an extreme was the case of brutus his known character placed him above the power of all hypochondriacs or fanciful delusions brutus was of a true roman spirit a bold hero of an intrepid courage one that scorned to fear even the devil as the story allows besides he gloried in the action there could be no terror of mind upon him he valued himself upon it as done in the service of liberty and the cause of his country and was so far from being frighted at the devil in the worst shape that he spoke first to him and asked him what art thou and when he was sighted to see him again at philippi answered with a gallantry that knew no fear well i will see thee there whatever the devil's business was with brutus this is certain according to all the historians who give us the account of it that brutus discovered no fear he did not like saul at endor fall to the ground in a swoon first samuel twenty eight twenty then saul fell all along upon the earth and there was no strength in him and was sore afraid in a word i see no room to charge brutus with being overrun with a hypo or with vapours or with fright and terror of mind but he saw the devil that certain and with eyes open his courage not at all daunted his mind resolute and with the utmost composure spoke to him replied to his answer and defied his summons to death which indeed he feared not as appeared afterward i come next to an instance as eminent in history as the other this was in charles the sixth of france surnamed the beloved who riding over the forest near mans a ghastly frightful fellow that is to say the devil so clothed in human visor came up to his horse and taking hold of his bridle stopped him with the addition of these words stop king whither go you you are betrayed and immediately disappeared it is true the king had been distempered in his head before and so he might have been deceived and we might have charged it to the account of a whimsical brain or the power of his imagination but this was in the face of his attendants several of his great officers courtiers and princes of the blood being with him who all saw the man heard the words and immediately to their astonishment lost sight of the spectre who vanished from them all two witnesses will convict a murderer why not a traitor this must be the old gentleman emblematically so called who must it be nay who else could it be his ugliness is not the case though ugly as the devil is a proverb in his favour but vanishing out of sight is an essential to a spirit and to an evil spirit in our times especially these are some of the devil's extraordinaries and it must be confessed they are not the most agreeable to mankind 
for sometimes he takes upon him to disorder his friends very much on these occasions as in the above case of charles the sixth of france the king they say was really demented ever after that is as we vulgarly but not always improperly express it he was really frighted out of his wits whether the malicious devil intended it so or not is not certain though it was not so foreign to his particular disposition if he did but where he is more intimate we are told he appears in a manner less disagreeable and there he is more properly a familiar spirit that is in short a devil of their acquaintance it is true the ancients understood the word a familiar spirit to be one of the kinds of possession but if it serves our turn as well under the denomination of an intimate devil or a devil visitant it must be acknowledged to be as near in the literal sense and acceptation of the word as the other nay it must be allowed tis a very great piece of familiarity in the devil to make visits and show none of his disagreeables not appear formidable or in the shape of what he is respectfully withholding his dismal part in compassion to the infirmities of his friends it is true satan may be obliged to make different appearances as the several circumstances of things call for it in some cases he makes his public entry and then he must show himself in his habit of ceremony in other cases he comes upon private business and then he appears in disguise in some public cases he may think fit to be incog and then he appears dressed a la masque so they say he appeared at the famous st Bartholomew wedding at paris where he came and dressed up like a trumpeter danced in his habit sounded a levit and then went out and rung the alarm bell which was the signal to begin the massacre half an hour before the time appointed lest the king's mind should alter and his heart fail him if the story be not made upon him for we should not slander the devil it should seem he was not thoroughly satisfied in king charles the ninth's steadiness in his cause for the king it seems had relaxed a little once before and satan might be afraid he would fall off again and so prevent the execution others say the king did relent immediately after the ringing the alarm bell but that then it was too late the work was begun and the rage of blood having been let loose among the people there was no recalling the order if the devil was thus brought to the necessity of a secret management it must be owned he did it dexterously but i have not authority enough for the story to charge him with the particulars so i leave it o crack i have much better vouchers for the story following which i had so solemnly confirmed by one that lived in the family that i never doubted the truth of it there lived in the parish of st bennet fink near the royal exchange an honest poor widow woman who her husband being lately dead took lodgers into her house that is she let out some of her rooms in order to lessen her own charge of rent among the rest she let her garrets to a working watch-wheel maker or one some way concerned in making the movement of watches and who worked to those shopkeepers who sell watches as is usual it happened that a man and woman went up to speak with this movement maker upon some business which related to his trade and when they were near the top of the stairs the garret door where he usually worked being wide open they saw the poor man the watchmaker or wheelmaker had hanged himself upon a beam which was left open in the room a little lower than the plaster or ceiling surprised at the sight the woman stopped and cried out to the man who was behind her on the stairs that he should run up and cut the poor creature down at that very moment comes a man hastily from another part of the room which they upon the stairs could not see bringing a joint stool in his hand as if in great haste and sets it down just by the wretch that was hanged and getting up as hastily upon it pulls a knife out of his pocket and taking hold of the rope with one of his hands beckoned to the woman and the man behind her with his head as if to stop and not come up showing them the knife in his other hand as if he was just going to cut the poor man down 
upon this the woman stopped a while but the man who stood on the joint-stool continued with his hand and knife as if fumbling at the knot but did not yet cut the man down at which the woman cried out again and the man behind her called to her go up says he and helped the man upon the stool supposing something hindered but the man upon the stool made signs to them again to be quiet and not come on as if saying i shall do it immediately then he made two strokes with his knife as if cutting the rope and then stopped again and still the poor man was hanging and consequently dying upon this the woman on the stairs cried out to him what ails you why don't you cut the poor man down and the man behind her having no more patience thrusts her by and said to her let me come i'll warrant you i'll do it and with that he runs up and in forward into the room to the man but when he came there behold the poor man was there hanging but no man with a knife or joint stool or any such thing to be seen all that was spectre and delusion in order no doubt to let the poor creature that had hanged himself perish and expire the man was so frighted and surprised that with all the courage he had before he dropped on the floor as one dead and the woman at last was fain to cut the poor man down with a pair of scissors and had much to do to effect it as i have no room to doubt the truth of this story which i had from persons on whose honesty i could depend so i think it needs very little trouble to convince us who the man upon the stool must be and that it was the devil who placed himself there in order to finish the murder of the man who he had devil-like tempted before and prevailed with to be his own executioner besides it corresponds so well with the devil's nature and with his business viz that of a murderer that i never questioned it nor can i think we wrong the devil at all to charge him with it note well i cannot be positive in remaining part of this story viz whether the man was cut down soon enough to be recovered or whether the devil carried his point and kept off the man and woman till it was too late but be it which it will tis plain he did his devilish endeavour and stayed till he was forced to abscond again we have many solid tales well attested as well in history as in the reports of honest people who could not be deceived intimating the devil's personal appearance some in one place some in another as also sometimes in one habit or dress and sometimes in another and it is to be observed that in none of those which are most like to be real and in which there is least of fancy and vapour you have any mention of the cloven foot which rather seems to be a mere invention of men and perhaps chiefly of those who had a cloven understanding i mean a shallow kind of craft the effect of an empty and simple head thinking by such a well-meant though weak fraud to represent the devil to the old women and children of the age with some addition suitable to the weakness of their intellects and suited to making them afraid of him i have another account of a person who travelled upwards for four years with the devil and his company and conversed most intimately with him all the while nay if i may believe the story he knew most part of the time that he was the devil and yet conversed with him and that very profitably for he performed many very useful services for him and constantly preserved him from the danger of wolves and wild beasts which the country he travelled through was intolerably full of where by the way you are to understand that the wolves and bears in those countries knew the devil whatever disguise he went in or that the devil has some way to fright bears and such creatures more than we know of nor could this devil ever be prevailed upon to hurt him or any of his company this account has an innumerable number of diverting incidents attending it but they are equal to all the rest in bulk and therefore too long for this book i find too upon some more ordinary occasions the devil has appeared to several people at their call this indeed shows abundance of good humour in him considering him as a devil and that he was mighty complacent nay some they tell us have a power to raise the devil whenever they think fit this i cannot bring the devil to a level with unless i should allow him to be sir was as another devil in disguise calls himself 
subjected to ever old wizard's call or that he is under a necessity of appearing on such or such particular occasions whoever it is that calls him which would bring the devil's circumstances to a pitch of slavery which i see no reason to believe of them here also i must take notice again that though i say the devil when i speak of all these apparitions whether of a greater or lesser kind yet i am not obliged to suppose satan himself in person is concerned to show himself but that some of his agents deputies and servants are sent to that purpose and directed what disguise of flesh and blood to put on as may be suitable to the occasion this seems to be the only way to reconcile all those simple and ridiculous appearances which not satan but his emissaries which we old women call imps sometimes make in the mean and sorry employment they are put to thus fame tells us of a certain witch of quality who called the devil once to carry her over a brook where the water was swelled with a hasty rain and lashed him soundly with her whip for letting her ladyship fall into the water before she was quite over thus also as fame tells us she set the devil to work and made him build crowland abbey where there was no foundation to be found only for disturbing the workmen a little who were first set about it so it seems another laborious devil was obliged to dig the great ditch across the country from the fen country to the edge of suffolk and essex which whoever he has preserved the reputation of and where it crosses new market heath tis called devil's ditch to this day another piece of punishment no doubt it was when the devil was obliged to bring the stones out of wales into wiltshire to build stonehenge how this was ordered in those days when it seems they kept satan to hard labour i know not i believe it must be registered among the ancient pieces of art which are lost in the world such as melting of stone painting of glass etc certainly they had the devil under correction in those days that is to say those lesser sorts of devils but i cannot think that the muckle thief devil as they call him in the north the grand seigneur devil of all was ever reduced to discipline what devil it was that dunstan took by the nose with his red-hot tongs i have not yet examined antiquity enough to be certain of any more than i can what devil it was that st francis played so many warm tricks with and made him run away from him so often however this i take upon me to say in the devil's behalf that it could not be our satan the arch-devil of all devils of whom i have been talking so long now is it unworthy the occasion to take notice that we really wrong the devil and speak of him very much to his disadvantage when we say of such a great lord or of such a lady of quality i think the devil is in your grace no no satan has other business he very rarely possesses f l s besides some are so far from having the devil in them that they are really transmigrated into the very essence of the devil themselves and others again not transmigrated or assimilated but indeed and in truth show us that they are to have mere native devils in every part and parcel of them and that the rest is only mask and disguise thus if rage envy pride and revenge can constitute the parts of a devil why should not a lady of such quality in whom all those extraordinaries abound have a right to the title of being a devil really and substantially and to all intents and purposes in the most perfect and absolute sense according to the most exquisite descriptions of devils already given by me or anybody else and even just as joan of arc or joan queen of naples were who were both sent home to their native country as soon as it was discovered that they were real devils and that satan acknowledged them in that quality nor does my lady d s s s wearing sometimes a case of humanity about her called flesh and blood 
at all alter the case for so tis evident according to our present hypothesis satan has been always allowed to do upon urgent occasions ay and to make his personal appearance as such among even the sons and daughters of god too as well as among the children of men and therefore her grace may have appeared in the shape of a fine lady as long as she has been supposed to do without any impeachment of her just claim to the title of devil which being her true and natural original she ought not or, nor indeed shall not by me be denied her shapes of honour whenever she pleases to declare for a reassumption and farther to give every truth its due illustration this need not be thought so strange and is far from being unjust her grace as she it may be is now styled has not acted at least that i never heard of so unworthy her great and illustrious original that we should think she has lost anything by walking about the world so many years in apparition but to give her the due homage of her quality she has acted as consonant to the essence and nature of devil which she has such a claim to as was consistent with the needful reserve of her present disguise nor shall we lead the reader into any mistake concerning this part of our work as if this was or is meant to be a particular satyr upon the d s s of blank and upon her only as if we had no devils among us in the phenomena of fair ladies but this one if satan would be so honest to us as he might be and twould be very ingenious in him that must be acknowledged to give us a little of his illumination in this case we should soon be able to unmask a great many notable figures among us to our real surprise indeed tis a point worth our further inquiry and would be a discovery many ways to our advantage were we blessed with it to see how many real devils we have walking up and down the world in mask and how many hoop petticoats complete the entire mask that disguises the devil in the shape of that thing called woman as for the men nature has satisfied herself in letting them be their own disguise and in suffering them to act the old women as old women are vulgarly understood in matters of counsel and politics but if at any time they have occasion for the devil in person they are obliged to call him to their aid in such shape as he pleases to make use of pro hoc rique and of all those shapes the most agreeable to him seems to be that of a female of quality in which he has infinite opportunity to act to perfection what part soever he is called in for how happy are those people who they say have the particular quality or acquired habit called the second sight one sort of whom they tell us are able to distinguish the devil in whatever case or outside of flesh and blood he is pleased to put on and consequently could know the devil wherever they met him were i blessed with this excellent and useful accomplishment how pleasant would it be and how would it particularly gratify my spleen and all that which i in common with my fellow-creatures carry about me called ill-nature to stand in the wall or at the entrance to any of our assemblies of beauties and point them out as they pass by with this particular mark that's a devil that fine young toast is a devil there's a devil dressed in a new habit for the ball there's a devil in a coach and six come alias in short it would make a merry world among us if we could but enter upon some proper method of such discriminations but lord what a hurricane would it raise if like blank who they say scourged the devil so often that he durst not come near him in any shape whatever we could find some new method out to make the devil unmasked like the angel uriel who mr milton says had an enchanted spear with which if he did but touch the devil in whatever disguise he had put on it obliged him immediately to start up and show himself in his true original shape mere devil as he was 
this would do nicely and as i who am originally a projector have spent some time upon this study and doubt not in a little time to finish my engine which i am contriving to screw the devil out of everybody or anybody i question not when i have brought it to perfection but i shall make most excellent discoveries by it and besides the many extraordinary advantages of it to human society i doubt not but it will make good sport in the world too wherefore when i publish my proposals and divide it into shares or as other less useful projects have been done i question not for all the severe act lately passed against bubbles but i shall get subscribers enough etc End of part two chapter seven a